T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea nourishes and inspires. It is an ancient plant-based medicine that simultaneously heals and energizes the body as it soothes the mind. Making fine tea is a blend of artistry and craftsmanship. The $200 billion tea trade is fundamentally local, yet exerts global influence, employing millions to enhance the well-being of all. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Sri Lanka barters $250 million worth of tea to settle Iranian oil debt. And India expects Iran to resume tea orders that stopped in November. Israel declares Wisotsky tea a monopoly. Rogi Jawa takes charge at Hindustan Yenlieber. Plus, this week, T-Biz visits with organizers of the annual Teas of the World contest, hosted by AVPA, the Paris-based Agency for the Valorization of Agricultural Products. Senior Hlieb, who is responsible for development and communications at AVPA, updates us on the sixth annual competition. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Iran and Sri Lanka in July will resume bartering tea. A resumption of tea shipments from India to Iran is expected to follow. The barter agreement with Iran is to settle an outstanding debt occurred in 2012, effectively bypassing Western sanctions and easing financial hardships in both countries caused by politics, economics, and war. Terms of the agreement with state-run Ceylon Petroleum Corp call for Sri Lanka's treasury to transfer the equivalent of $5 million monthly in rupees to the tea board of Sri Lanka. The funds will then be paid to exporters. According to tea board chairman Naraj Demel, Iranian tea importers will pay the national Iranian oil company in rials. Sri Lanka's plantation ministry issued a statement assuring all parties that the agreement, quote, will not violate U.N. or U.S. sanctions since tea has been categorized as a food item on humanitarian grounds. None of the blacklisted Iranian banks will be involved in the equation, end quote. Trade will begin in July as Sri Lanka exporters initially ship an estimated 2 million worth of tea per month to offset 251 million owed Iran, according to the publication Iran International. The announcement resurrects an agreement signed in December 2021 with Iran's trade promotional organization to repay the debt in 48 installments. Dimal explained that barter is a mechanism by which Sri Lanka will make good on its debt. 
the more pressing concern is production. Quote, this year to date, Sri Lanka has fared poorly in supplying Iran, largely due to the sharp increase in tea prices for Ceylon tea and, therefore, to the benefit of India. There is at least a good $2 to $3 difference in price between us, he wrote. In past years, Iran spent as much as $125 million buying Sri Lankan black tea, an expenditure that declined to $70 million in 2022. In November 2022, Iran stopped issuing register performa on invoices from Indian suppliers. The performa document is mandatory to land tea at Iran's ports. Anshuman Kanoria, chairman of the Indian Tea Exporters Association, said he expects the trade will soon resume. Kanoria cautioned, quote, not to read too much into this. Indian tea remains the preferred cup in Iran. Iranian importers have clearly resumed purchases, and a full resumption of registration of contracts for the import of Indian tea by Iran seems imminent. Sri Lanka will find a way to retain space in the Iranian market via this barter agreement. We believe that the Indian government's push to increase trade in the Indian rupee will give us the edge in the near future. Rest assured, India will remain Iran's favorite cuppa, and they will continue to import lots of it. End quote. Business Insight In a related development, to preserve foreign exchange reserves and to reduce smuggling, the government of Pakistan this month authorized private barter agreements for 26 commodities with traders in Iran, Afghanistan, and Russia, and is currently bartering rice for tea with Kenya and East African tea growers. Wazatsky Tea Company, a prominent Israeli brand, was declared a monopoly by regulators and must now cease practices that restrained competitors. Israel's Competition Authority designated Wazatsky, once the largest tea manufacturer in the world, as a, quote, large supplier, unquote, with retail market share of 77% in categories of green and herbal teas. The authority found that Wazatsky's market share was less than 50%, in black and flavored black tea categories. The ruling means that Wisotsky can no longer demand retail shelf space or make sales of one brand contingent on purchasing other teas. The company is prohibited from interfering in a final price charge to consumers at retail locations. The authorities examined the 250 million shekel, that's $68 million U.S. tea category, during an 18-month investigation, followed by months of hearings, the black, green, and herbal segments each account for about one-third of the total market, which Wazatsky dominated. Competitors had for years complained that Wazatsky unduly influenced prices, preventing rivals from increasing sales, even in cases where they offered lower prices and in situations where successful overseas brands failed after entering the new market. The announcement declared the Wazatsky's, quote, significant market power, end quote, in green tea allowed the company to charge higher prices than competitors. The company has the option of appealing the decision and the court system. Wazatsky, founded in 
Moscow in 1849, dominated the world market from the early 1900s to 1917, when it was forced to relocate to London following the Russian Revolution. Headquartered now in Tel Aviv with a manufacturing and packaging facility in Galilee, the company's teas are exported to the UK, Australia, Japan, South Korea, Hungary, Russia, Ukraine, and the US. Business Insight It's been 20 years since the authority declared a monopoly in Israel. 61 legally defined large suppliers must comply with restrictions to prevent exploiting the public, only a few of which manufacture food, including Coca-Cola at Central Bottling, Strauss Milk, Osem Pasta, Tivol Margarine, and Elite Chocolate Bars. The country's economy and industry minister said he is, quote, happy to see that the competition authority is waking up from such a long sleep, end quote. Rohit Jawa took charge as Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer of Hindustan Unilever this week following a long career as an HUL executive. Jawa joined the company in 1988. His 35 years of experience is the most of any incoming CEOs since 1990. In a LinkedIn post following the formal retirement of Sanjeev Mehta, Jawa wrote, quote, India is full of opportunities and the consumer story is getting more exciting as it evolves, end quote. During his 10 years as CEO, Meta nearly doubled the number of brands with turnover exceeding 1,000 crore to 19 brands, and he oversaw a fourfold increase in market capitalization, making coal India's fifth most valuable business. During his years, the India subsidiary accounted for more than 10% of global sales. Turnover grew 11% on volume growth of 3% last year, significantly ahead of the market, according to Unilever. Tea is an important part of the 35-brand portfolio. Brook Bond Red Label is one of six FMCG brands that generate more than 2,000 crore, about $250 million in U.S. dollars. But tea is not as fast-growing as Dove, Lux, Lifebuoy, Vim, and Surf Laundry brands. Nine in ten Indian households use whole brands. The company employs 29,000. Meta predicted in 2022 that India would become the top market by value among Unilever markets. He predicted local brands will challenge stalwarts, including Lipton Tea and Magnum Ice Cream. Quote, as a nation and in this generation, we're leaving behind the colonial past. There is pride in India, which is very apparent, end quote. The Financial Times reported him as saying, quote, Now Indian brands get as much respect, if not more respect, than imported brands, end quote. Jamba has extensive experience in India and global insights from his decades of managing low-priced, high-volume brands. He is well-positioned to exploit the rush to expand India's almost $4 trillion market. Arvinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on tea auction prices 
for sale 25. India Tea Price Report for sale 25 of the week ending 24th June 2023. Sale 25 saw a good week all round in Ogahati, 70% was the total sale volume with Western India's top buyer. Hindustan Unilever was active in Kolkata too. Western India and Hindustan Unilever were active for leaf and dust grades. Uh, here, Orthodox Tea saw a sale volume of 81%. Tajiling sold only 46%. In the south, CTC leaf and orthodox dust did well. In Coimbatore saw a small volume of orthodox tea sold for 194 rupees per kilo, which is higher than Cochin and Kunur prices. In crop and weather, rain is predicted for cross tea regions in the east and south India with heavy rains forecast for Darjeeling. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Bogdan a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple-to-operate, smartphone-controlled device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently. This week, TBiz visits with organizers of the annual Teas of the World contest hosted by AVPA, the Paris-based Agency for the Valorization of Agricultural Products. Zina Lieb, who is responsible for development and communications at AVPA, updates us on the sixth annual competition. AVPA is a non-governmental, non-profit organization mainly composed of producers and taste enthusiasts. AVPA's annual Teas of the World contest offers more value than a medal. AVPA services include tasting workshops, technical support, and distributor staff training. During the past six years, the organization has elevated the status of tea and herbal producers, large and small not only on the global stage, but in their local markets. Teas that are entered must be traceable from origin and cannot be chemically flavored. A technical jury of professionals evaluates the teas, followed by a gastronomic jury of enthusiasts that mirror consumer preferences. The deadline to enter is August 31, 2023. Register at avpa.fr. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for inv inviting me. Will you describe the organization's overall mission? Then we'll talk more specifically about tea and infusion plants. AVPA is an agency for valorization of agricultural products, and we exist already for 20 years. So for valorization of agricultural products, we are organizing the international contest for edible oils and olive oils, first of all. Uh, the second one is coffee roasted at origin. 
And uh, the third contest is Tease of the World. And the most youngest contest is the four chocolate proceeds at origin. We are doing all these to valorize the producers in producing countries. What's new this year? So the main differences with this year from last year, that just the registration form this year is 100% online. So if some producers have some problems, they just need to call us and we will help. Tell us over the years now, there's been a, a steady increase. How many entered the competition last year? Last year, we had more than uh, 300 participants, 33% more than the previous. I've noticed that uh, the representation is also broader, that uh, different regions are appearing in the competition and that you've succeeded in inviting more of the 43 countries that produce tea into the competition. This year was very, very rich about the possibilities for us and for some members from a VPA uh, to visit the producing countries. For example, our president, Philippe Joublat, uh, one month ago, he uh, went to the China and so he visited the province Yunnan and he met a lot of producers in China and to explain the objective of our contest. In parallel, uh, our tea contest president, Karen Baudry, uh, she visited a lot of producers these years, and thanks for her, uh, we have a, a lot of new contacts, and we hope um, such a contest like Vietnam, India, will join um, with more producers this year. Uh, Jeremy Tamen, one of our jury members, also had the possibility to represent at AVPA at the tea symposium in Taiwan. We are trying to be in contact with all producing countries, as well as for the monovarietal teas, as well for the infusion blends and uh, herbal teas. The difficulties sometimes is just the way of communication because we are contacting the tea boards in every country. Unfortunately, not all tea boards respond. Uh, we are contacting as well the association and the tea cooperatives also. So um, it depends on the countries and depends on different ways. Sorry. When you look at the competitions over the last few years, there's been a lot of really good quality teas. Could you talk a little bit about what the winners have in common? Uh, what are the things that typically mark uh, the teas as uh, exceptional? And maybe some insights into the people who are entering the competition and are successful. All our participants, they are already winners because they have courage to register to the contest and to send their products. Unfortunately, not all of them are winners this year, but probably they will next or another, another. Because they are doing a very great work. They are putting their hearts and their times in what they are doing. Uh, about the marketing uh, strategy of our winners, for sure, they, the recognition in Paris, in the capital of the gastronomy, gives them a big possibility to communicate about this, uh, to put the logo of the medal on their packaging and to promote uh, their tea or their products, their herbal teas 
all over the world, but first of all on their local market, because this is an international recognition. But some of them are really doing great work, as for example, one of our Taiwan winner, he decided to make a collaboration with the chocolate producer, and this winner, we had uh, one chocolate with the black tea taste, which won also the golden medal. That's a wonderful story of how elevating one category uh, complemented the other category, and it enabled two artisan producers to succeed in something they probably wouldn't have done unless uh, you had introduced them. Yes, we are very proud of these uh, success stories like this, and it is very remarkable when we have, for example, from one country only one producer on this year. It will probably uh, be not the same situation for the next year because the producer, once he won a medal, he's using this medal to communicate with the press, with the local press or with the international press. And so his neighbors, they see what he is doing and they ask him, why not me? Why, why I shouldn't try to do this? So they are sending also their products, first of all, to compare themselves with others and to have the possibility to understand where they are on this market, what they need to improve, because after the contest, they have the feedback from our jury. That's important, too, right? Because everyone's vision is to improve their product from year to year. When you have outside competition and you can compare yourself, you can advance uh, more readily because you can detect strengths and flaws in other uh, products, including your own. Tell me more about the herbal side of the competition. There's uh, a monoculture uh, camellia sinensis, but there's an equally important parallel competition in which you make the judgments about the best herbal infusions and tissons. Yes, this is the second part of our contest. All the herbal teas are welcome to this contest to participate. There are also two parts in this. There is the monoherbal teas and the blends. And the blends uh, also divided the blends with the herbal teas or the blends with the base of the tea, green, black, or whatever. In Europe now, there are very um, big demand on this kind of teas. And um, this helps also the producer to understand that Herbal teas, it's not only for the health. There is a great philosophy about the taste. With the different herbal teas, you can create a great product to to have these during your dinner and not only to have the health benefits. Well, not just a medicinal uh, traditional use, but uh, one that involves uh, refreshment beverage occasions like in restaurants and at home. Name a couple of popular herbal infusions. So what, what are some new infusions that are coming to market? It's not new, but it's very trendy. It's mate from Brazil and Argentina. Yeah. Uh, Roybush also start to have his place in the market. There is very different others. I noticed that Malatoria, Cretan Mountain Tea, won a gold medal in 2021. Yerbamati is growing in popularity in the Middle East. Because of its versatility, South African rooibos is a world leader in the refreshment beverage category. Rooibos, which does not contain caffeine, 
is often blended with many of the same inclusions as tea. We can share a closing word of advice on the gastronomic aspects of tea. Take a fresh tea if you are hot in your place. Take a hot when you are cold and you have so many uh, fabulous uh, countries of origin for the tea. So don't hesitate to taste the different ones. Intrigued by what you've heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Produced by Audavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.